0: My conversation today is with Darren Charles, and he is not only a remarkable man, but he is a very close and dear friend of mine. He's also a former NFL athlete turned actor, speaker, educator, who is continuing to entertain and inspire his audiences. He's working on films and other creative projects designed to help people uncover and discover more of who they truly are and what they truly want out of life. His vision includes speaking to athletes, guiding them through their transition and journey from the game of sports into the game of life, helping them envision new dreams, bigger goals, and what it takes to get there. So in our conversation, I talked with Darren to extract some of his personal story about how and why he got into football, his first passion, and what it provided him with and what it didn't provide him with, as well as his transition from the world of football and the NFL into transitioning into the quote unquote real world and all of the challenges that came with that. Some of those challenges included an identity crisis, a career crisis, relationship crisis, and ultimately how he had to better equip himself as he set out on a whole new path of discovering who he truly was and what he truly wanted. So for yourself, as you hear Darren's story, listen through the lens of your own life. The reason I'm having Darren share his story is to help you clarify your own story of what has gotten you to this point and where you want to go. The direction that you want to head in. The better we understand the chapters of our past, the more that empowers us to create, write, and live the chapters of our lives that we truly want going into the future. Enjoy our conversation. Do you ever have the feeling of knowing there's more for you, more of you to step into, more of you to become, more of you to give, more impact to have, more untapped potential for you to live into and create from? I share the same feeling. So how do we close the gap between who we are and who we want to become? How do we close the gap between where we are and where we want to be? How do we close the gap between our current reality and our envisioned potential? It's time to step out of autopilot and live into purpose. Welcome to Purpose Mastery, a podcast for conscious leaders who are committed to showing up fully and giving their unique gifts to the world. I'm your host and fellow journeyman, Isaac Kaufman. I'm a coach, a creator, and a man on a mission to support leaders on their journey of stepping further into their authentic nature and living their life purpose. Our goal with this show and company is to introduce you to the people, the ideas, and the insights that will help you rise up into living your fullest potential. Welcome home to your authentic nature. Welcome to Purpose Mastery. Darren, my friend, my friend, thank you. Thank you for joining me today, man.
1: Love it. Thank you for having me. This is great.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So I wanted people to get uh, an idea of you, the work that you do. I want them to know that uh, I really want them to know what it is that you're up to because you're just doing awesome things and you've been doing awesome things really your entire life. And we first met several years ago. And I want the world to come to know you, Darren. So here we go.
1: <laughs> That's incredibly kind of you.
0: Awesome. So, you. so tell us a little bit about what you're, what you're doing right now, right? The work that you have just, started, uh, have just started getting into and what it is that you're creating in the world at the moment.
1: Right now, my, my main focus is uh, both acting, creative expression, um, other endeavors that surround that, such as producing. Uh, bringing those projects to life. And um, part of that, and and also separate, I'm working with athletes, student athletes, either in high school and college, and um, really um, those people who are in transition to get out in front of them and and share my life experiences and the challenges that I've gone through, uh, through the stages that they are either currently in or about to experience. And just impart some of that, that knowledge and wisdom in the hopes that they will be uh, informed, encouraged, and uh, more prepared.
0: Yes. Awesome. Because you were an athlete and we're going to dive into that as well. So when, when you say working with athletes and talking to athletes that are, um, you had mentioned transitioning specifically, right? Going from the world that they were in for the last four years, eight years, 15 years, whether if it was just high school, college, professional, um, what is some of that work that you're doing now to, to be actually uh, affecting that or sharing that and um, doing that right on like the, right. the practical basis? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's certainly speaking with them. When I was an athlete, and I was still actively, you know, playing football and other sports, I would get in front of, uh, you know, younger teammates or other schools or, when I was playing football at the University of Wisconsin, my former high school coaches would bring their groups of kids from the different high schools they were at to the university, watch us train and you know perform and then have the opportunity to to stand in front of them as somebody that they could perhaps look up to and um, talk to them about my experience and kind of humanize the the distance and bridge that distance from where they were to to where I was at. And so I still bring some of that with me along the way. So, you know, it's reaching out to high schools that are in my area. I'm I'm based in Los Angeles. And so it's um, getting together with coaches and uh, teachers, athletic directors and, and um, imparting my strong desire and passion for helping their kids who, who, who they're in charge of leading and, and hopefully assisting with that message giving.
0: Yes. Okay. So when you had just said, you know, your desire and passion for helping those young men, right. Okay. So that's, that's interesting uh, as far as why, why specifically that, right? Why is it important for them? Why is it important for you specifically young men, athletes, and transitioning. So I guess I'm, I'm interested in how that came to be. Right. So if, would you mind taking us back a bit?
1: (laughs) Sure, sure. Right. I I know that you're
0: an athlete yourself. So obviously athletes, young men and personal growth are things that really matter to you. Things that you've always been involved in. Was there a moment in sports, right? Was there a moment in sports where it either first captivated you, uh, or that, or that, that really drew you in? Yeah
1: there was absolutely a few transitions. There's the transition from high school to collegiate sports and which is a tough transition for a young man in, in general. And then there was also the transition from college athletics to to then the NFL, which I was fortunate enough to, to reach one dream. And then after that was a transition from a, a life of athletics and that identity to then where am I now and, and what's important to me? So having transitioned fairly successfully through these very, very challenging uh, periods of my life, as as I've gotten to where I'm at now, I've realized the importance of reflection and and the importance of the lessons that I had learned through those stages. So um, for me, that's how I kind of got into that space. In in terms of my desire to 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 want to talk specifically about you know kids in transition, and, and it's really because it's the most challenging aspects of the mental and, and physical aspects of, of an athlete, of a young person, because some of the principles that are part of you know you know the main bulk of it is you know working hard and and teamwork and a, and camaraderie and a, and a lot of these other skills that fall within the lines, but oftentimes when you're going through this transition, there's not really services there to assist you in, in mm. making the next change. Um, when you are known in your community and you've had a great deal of success and and then that no longer exists for you, there's an identity changed. You, you, you don't know who you are anymore. And there's just some some challenges that are so incredibly hard to overcome and you really just can't do it on your own. And I think For anyone who follows sports in general, they can see that not only do athletes, particularly those in the NFL who are transitioning out, have financial challenges, but there's also this identity, who are you now and and, and what are your expectations and maybe what more do you want out of life? So I think for those who are in high school transitioning, either maybe into academic studies or... Um, even into college, there's some unique challenges that are there that I can speak to because I, I, I've seen both sides of those things. And then, you know, from college to the professional level, and 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 that's a short window of time. Typically, the average NFL player, I think, is like three to four years. So, how how do you then grapple with that transition, knowing that perhaps you're a little bit behind in terms of your other counterparts in university, um, leading off yeah. into your life? So. Um, it's really me having recognized those spaces and that um, because I had lived through it that I could impart um, some, some genuine wisdom and some tips and resources and, and really just get in front of them and alleviate that. So, be, and, and, and the main punchline here with all this is I think student athletes are uniquely equipped be highly successful in life, if they can yeah. get through these transitionary periods, if they can successfully transition through that, I think they're, they're able to catapult um, much further.
0: Yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And as, especially just from me being um, an athlete myself in high school in college and being dedicated and obsessed with it. I, I um, particularly resonate with that specific journey, right. But you certainly don't, don't have to be an athlete. You can be on any path that you're on that you identify with, right? Like you had used the word identity a couple of times and I talk about uh, identity a lot. And before we even get into the transition from one thing to another or from one path to another, it's what I have found to be helpful is identifying why, we were even on that path in the first place and what it is about that path that served us and did not serve us. Cause if we don't clarify that, we're then going to transition to something else and repeat all the same mistakes, except they'll just Absolutely. be a lot more costly. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. when I had, <laughs> so when I, I was having a conversation uh, with my personal coach a while back and, and I was I was making a point about something and I had brought up football and I had shared this with you before. Right. And I said, I said to him, you know, when I was in high school and college, you know, I was, I was obsessed with football, you know, and so on and so on. And he stopped me and he said, were you obsessed with football? Or were you obsessed with the feeling that you were hoping football would give you, but never did. Right. He said something like that. And that, that my jaw hit the floor because I question. just immediately saw how true that was. Cause when I look back, even though I, even though every waking moment was dedicated to that, it was always so frustrating, right? All of football was, it there was always so much tension and frustration involved mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, really, why is that, right? And so really just to cut through the chase here is that what I was hoping football would give me was was a sense of significance, that it would give me a sense of manhood, that it would give me a sense of now I'm important, so now I'm enough,
1: yeah, I totally right, and get and whether
0: if it's football or just on any other career path, you know, we do carry with us some some internal feeling that we're hoping that this particular path will give us, right? <laughs> and and it took me so long to really discover that, and that has just empowered me so much more when I can, for when I choose to go into certain paths and certain careers and whatnot. So I guess the question within here is the, is that what, what did football represent to you? What did it mean to you? Well,
1: my, my earliest connection with, with sports in general was with my father. You yeah. know, I, I feel as though, you know, his introduction, he, he had introduced me to sports in general. So I had a very strong connection with my father um, um, to that. And, and even from a young age, I think the first time I had success, I was quite re- rewarded very quickly for that. You know, the smiles, the cheers and that kind of thing. And I oh, quickly right. found that I was I was good at sports. Mm -hmm. And as as time progressed, it became something that I fell in love with, mainly because I was supported and appreciated, right? Yeah. And um, actually, football itself, I didn't even really discover that I was good at football until my junior year in high school. So it was actually much, much later in the game, I, I had this obnoxious growth spurt my my sophomore year, and I'm 16 years old. And if that's not an awkward enough time as is, I had a three inch growth spurt. And, um, and, you know, I was kind of Bambi, as I like to call it, all over the field, just sliding, sliding my legs.
0: <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean?
1: And, and for, for the people that, that don't thing, know,
0: you're six, seven, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Darren's a big boy or a big man, rather.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go. And, and, well, you know, and I've been this height since I was 16. So just imagine, you know, <clears> six, seven, oh, wow. um, 175 pounds at the age of 16 trying to play some football. So um, anyway, hit the weight room, put on some weight. And then suddenly my junior year, I was an All-American and then started getting looks. And it was at that point that, you know, after playing, uh, you know, after track and field and basketball, I realized, oh, football is where I'm meant to head. And so I took off in, in that direction. So that's how that became important to me. And then what it eventually meant was I had a way out of my circumstances or where I felt that I was trapped in either in my life or my environment. It it provided me the opportunity to um, get a secondary education and then perhaps realize a dream.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I've known from both of our paths on football is how is really how different they were in the sense of. I desperately wanted to be good and thought that I was good, but I really wasn't all that good. (laughs) Right. So it came (laughs) from this. So, so it came from this time I'm hearing this, (laughs) (laughs) well, I can look back, right? Like I I can look back and say, um, and maybe this might be a little unfair to myself, but I guess I'm, I'm looking at it through. If I was as good as I thought I was, then i would have been given more of an opportunity hmm. right if 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 i truly was as good as i thought i was i i would have um there simply would have been more success there would have been more opportunities and maybe i would have um you know done other things to make sure that i ensured my success right but sure okay so so I what came from topic that back in a
1: wormhole to go down because i think we should also mention that you know having that
0: mindset at least got you to a certain level right that that so yeah way. yeah it did so, yeah and i'm only mentioning that cuz what cuz what came with that was then this you know um intense need to prove myself right um but in your case you were wildly decorated and celebrated, right? Like you were an outstanding athlete and an outstanding football player and basketball player. Right. So
1: yeah. Track and field as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. So, so you were really getting all of the things, all of the recognition, all of the awards, all of the things that anyone who's on any particular path wants to receive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yet it's still, and I, and I only know this just because of conversations that we've had in the past, but it just still didn't feel quite right to you. And, And that's interesting because people can be on a certain path, experiencing no success and nothing but frustration. They could be on a path that they truly love and perhaps be on the right path and be feeling frustration and not seeing all of the fruit of their labor yet, but, but still know that they're really on the right path. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then oppositely, people can be be experiencing all of the fruit, but yet still feel like they're not on the right path, right? And that seemed where you were at, which I know a lot of other people are at, you know, people that have... Um, you know, high position jobs or careers, earning a big income, but still feel uh, this doesn't feel quite right. Right. So, so when did that for you, when did you first begin to notice that, right? That you were able to maybe not be blinded so much by how celebrated that you were being and um, not blinded by all the trophies hanging on the wall to then start to discover, To then start to discover, you know, huh, maybe, maybe this isn't for me.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I just had a little bit of a a tiny little eye roll of recognition because, you know, back in the day, you you know, and it might still be the case, you know, how popular, uh, you know, your, your letterman, your varsity jacket is. And (laughs) what we were doing back at our high school was we would take the medals and we would take fishing line and we would stitch it onto our emblem of our, of our, uh, high school. So, you know, it, it, we had a big O on mine, so you'd have an O and then you'd have a bunch of metals kind of dangling off this, right. Or on the yeah. back of your jacket and all these different patterns. And so I was just thinking about how obnoxious, you know, my, my jacket was in terms of <laughs> trying to carry these accolades around and, and, um, and it's not even so much to, to even be bragging, but almost an embarrassing point of, you know, reflecting yeah. on that. So, um, yeah, I would say it was halfway through my collegiate football career. Um, having really deeply dived in athletics in high school, and I was a three-sport athlete, and a three-sport All-State athlete um, for for each sport. So, Um, I I started realizing that who who I was, was really wrapped up in sports. I mean, you you go to college and even more of your time, even more of every part of you is required to be successful as you move to the next level of things, which creates increasing pressure and an increasing reduction, uh, reducing of, you know, your activities in other areas, because something just has to give, right? So, so the further you get, Hopefully, the more you, you love it and enjoy it. And as I continued down the path, I became more aware of what my life was existing as. And it was faint, it was just something real subtle in the background. It, it, I wouldn't say it was discontent or, or any specific feeling or term that I can point to, but I started thinking about the X's and O's of the game. And, mm. uh, and you know, the game of football is basically the same. But there's just slight variations of this. And I started to get this feeling of, hmm, you know, is is this going to be the rest of my life? And it was just just a very gradual thought I had in time. And as I started getting closer towards the end of my collegiate career and thinking if the NFL was really going to be for me, I still held that vision. That was the main goal was reaching the NFL that was yeah. really all I wanted. And I remember my earliest memory was watching, um, you know, the fighting Irish Notre Dame and Rocket Ismail, and, and some of these other guys. And this was back when they used to take their jerseys and tuck it up under their shoulder pads. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah. you know, it was that. the fighting Irish. And you know, it was just this big celebrated environment. And I and I remember thinking even way back when I was young, um, I would love this. It was just me standing in front of the TV. I don't think any parents would be around. I was thinking, yes, I want to do that. And I think it was about Halfway through my college career, when I realized, oh my goodness, I, I I recalled that previous memory. I'm like, oh, I'm here, and so, but but then the progression became. You know, w- what else is there? Um, I, I started feeling a, a sense of emptiness within me, um, not truly like a longing or a lostness, but I, I, I just had done all this external stuff with my life with sports and had all these accolades and people knew me as a certain thing. And of course I'm working to hold up this vision or, you know, still be the best version of me that I can be. But I felt a sense of lack that um, there was more to me that I needed and wanted to discover. And that didn't become more real until a little bit later on. Um I will say you know again, I, I did get the opportunity to make it to the NFL, and I touched that dream, and yeah. that to me um, was enough it, it ultimately yeah. turned out that it was enough just to touch it, and so we can explore more of that if if,
0: if yeah but. you know that takes um, just an incredible amount of uh, awareness and courage, and a lot of other things to, to really be um, fighting for striving for a particular thing your whole life, especially when you know, pretty much every waking moment is dedicated to it, that we can be fighting for something so much that we may not even realize we don't even want it anymore. Or we can be fighting for something so much and then we get it. And then we think, Oh, I got it. To then more clearly see, Oh, this actually isn't what I thought it was, you know? And, you know, that can happen in relationships that happens in career pursuits. And, you know, it's one of the human tendencies to stay with things for far too long, even when we know that we either don't want them anymore or that it's not really serving us right it's you know it's another human tendency oh, yeah. to uh, to you know abandon something too quickly but um you had really you had you had gotten it in your hand um and i guess just had the capacity to say okay now wait a minute do i want to do i want to commit to this for another two five ten years you know which you a did. lot of which which a lot of people would have done, and then of course a lot of time goes by, but you're still not actually getting what it is that you need, right? You're not actually really getting the thing that you feel that needs to be cultivated and develop in your life. Um, so for yourself, right? It it seems like all of the the medals and the praise eventually, um. Lost its value mm-hmm. to some degree, right? And then, yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. getting
1: getting enough of that, or or knowing that enough that you had your fill.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: and and fortunately and, and gratefully, uh, um, you know, because it it afforded me so much in my life in terms yeah. of, you know, education and the alumni network, which is very rich and and all the people who've supported me along the way and the skills that I built um, for myself and for my life, um, which is some of the things that I praise with the kids. And uh, I feel fortunate to be able to have, you know, looked at that treasure or whatever I, you know, what I held in high regard and that I most desired and basically proved to myself that I could get and achieve. And it was at that point where I could maybe, you know, I take a step back for a moment in, in all of this glory and just really look at this thing that I, that I achieved, looking at my family, how they're supporting me, the sacrifices that were made around me, how my community lifted me up. And, and then really take a look at who I am in that moment. Like, where am I? And, and, and in those moments, I, I really realized that I, I, I shifted the perspective of who I had thought I was. Because in the moment I realized who I was actually then at that moment, so it was really this little period of reflection that really at the
0: moment you know. at, at at which moment the moment of at, that transition at the
1: moment of holding the dream like you've right. made it, um, you yeah, know, you signed the contract and and now you're headed off in a new journey, but there's this little bubble of space right to really just pat yourself on the back.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we can keep moving forward with that of, so now, so now you're transitioning right from, from that path onto a whole new path or certainly what feels like a whole new path. And obviously to some degree is a whole new path. And Mm -hmm. so was there a moment or I guess really, what was that like the the, the very beginning stages right, of going from being an athlete your entire life and basically being a star, right, for your entire life to then having to walk out of that arena, close the door, and now you're walking into a world where you're a nobody. (laughs) Of course, I say that, not completely, right? But it's um, where now... Where now it's, you know, a matter of having to, of course, discover who you are and what you really want, but, you know, you're going from, uh, it was, a, it wasn't a, only a change in your path, but it's a change in identity, right? And that's, and that's really, really tough, right? So what, what were those very beginning stages for you, right? That first month, two months, six months of going from that world into a whole new world. Ooh, that
1: was by far the greatest challenge I had ever faced in, in, in every facet of my life. I, I remember, you know, making the decision to step away from continuing other opportunities. Um, one of the big things that hit me right away was I lost 10 pounds of muscle. So mm. when I looked in the mirror, I, would, I, I, I didn't even look like the person actually I think it was 15 pounds of muscle so I didn't really look in like the same person in my own eyes so there's this physical transfer uh transformation which is tough because you know you're in the sports world it's all about being larger bigger stronger faster yeah And, and so so when the physical aspects strip away I I'm no longer relating to the person that I was even though I might have that up in my mind that I'm still very much that person. So then you know then the big question is uh, you know this kind of like what now and you know things have shifted because it, it it's already clicked in my mind I've already made the decision so life is just already different and it's a uh, and I started asking my que- myself the question who am I now? And I didn't know. I, I knew that I was tethered still to, you know, connected very much to the identity of, 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 being an athlete. I mean, it was still in my bones. It was in my behaviors. It was in my habits. And, you know, it's hard, it's you know, it's just hard to shake those things. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I had made a decision and was committed to closing that door. And for me, it became, just, just what now? I had to finish up schooling. And even outside of the things that were like more close to me in, in terms of these things, right? My inner world and how I was looking at it. I had to let my mother know that I was done. You know, one of the big reasons why yeah. sons and children do things are for their parents. And often they don't realize that. And so to, for my mother who had sacrificed raising three large boys on her own. I'm the smallest of the other two. So just to give anybody perspective, they're they're massive. And, um, and and other family members sacrificed another community, community members lifted me up and, you know, pitched in and in places that could be seen as small, but they actually meant everything to the cause and the process of my family. And then, you know, you're dealing with you know news and media outlets and you know how are you going to communicate that you're moving on after you know year-round you're 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 kind of in the papers you know doing this yeah. thing so there was a lot of reasons and a lot of potential areas that could have halted my my progress in terms of moving forward so that there's a lot of segments there
0: okay that's you had mentioned your mother and you having to share that with her, right? So one of the great reasons of either having a mentor or someone who's already been down a path further along than you, and I don't mean you, Darren, I just mean anyone that's been down that path further uh, further than you, is one of, the, one of the benefits of that is because that person can inform you of challenges that will come up that you are not aware of and have not planned for. Right. So it's like when we venture out on something new, we can think, okay, so let's actually just use an example here. I've never been mountain climbing. If I were to just start mountain climbing, I would think, okay, I need, I need some clothes to keep me warm. (laughs) Right. I need to have some kind of GPS (laughs) thing. Right. I'm I got to plan for when rope, it gets maybe. right. I'm probably gonna need some rope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a few things, right? I would, I would come up with about a dozen or so things that I need to have, know and plan for. But then if I talked to a mountain climber, he would say, okay, you need to know a hundred more things. <laughs> You need to be prepared for all of these other situations and challenges that will come up that you don't know about, right? Here's the uses <clears throat>
1: so, for those things, right? And,
0: right? and here are the internal tools and the external tools, right? So I'm only bringing that up because the first thing that you had said, or what my question was, which you had just answered, which was, what was one of the very first unexpected challenges that came up when you were transitioning from the football world into the quote-unquote regular world, right? And you were just mentioned of you having to, I'm assuming, immediately come to your mother and tell her what it is that you were doing, right? So so how was that experience for you? Because I know when it comes to relationships, particularly our parents, uh, when we're going down, when we're, going down different paths or pursuing our dreams, there will be, we have to risk disappointing people and we even have to risk breaking their heart. Uh, So what was that like for you and how did you ultimately do it and get through it moving forward?
1: It it's absolutely not easy. Um, the first thing I felt was a lump in my throat, so I just had to swallow, right? Yeah. Because it's it's still uneasy, <laughs> you know. Even even reflecting on that, and that's not to say that I haven't made peace with it. It's, you know, looking at things like that can can be challenging. But in that is where the reward is. Um. I had to really honor my truth and where I was at. The one thing that I did know at that time was is it was no longer in me to, to pursue that route of continuing with sport. And you can't participate at the highest level without that belief, with that burning desire, something motivating you to move you forward. And so once that decision had come about, I, I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't perform no matter how hard I tried. I, I wouldn't be able to meet the, the need of, of that level calling my mother was difficult and I can say she, she wasn't happy with it. She was disappointed in that. Mm. And I know that's because there are so many people who shared in that dream with me. And of course my mother, and she was really one of the main people that I was sweating for, striving for, bleeding for, you know, breaking bones, but what, whatever it took for. And yeah. um, I really wanted to help alleviate her life as well as my siblings and other people around me. I wanted to also live up to, you know, the way people had viewed me. But, yeah. um, you know, it was a necessary conversation to have. It didn't last long. And it, it took some time <clears throat> for us to come back together. She just just wasn't ready to hear that I had made this decision. And part of that decision was I chose to roll the dice on myself.
0: Mm. Maybe even in the darkest
1: (laughs) hour... I decided, I decided to choose my truth, and I weighed the pros and cons and looked at what I thought I was in the past to where I was in the moment and saw that I was drastically a different person with greater
0: outlook, and I had
1: all of this life still ahead of me, and yeah. it was worthwhile for me to explore that.
0: You know, something that just came up with you just sharing that, and I think we actually mentioned this in conversation recently, <clears throat> which was... um. This is a quote by Tim Ferriss. And this is either the exact quote or just very, very close where he said your life can be measured by the amount of uncomfortable conversations you have, or willing to have. Mm -hmm. And that just really struck me because of course, um, the last thing that we really want to be doing is to make someone that we love either feel bad or break their heart or disappointed or We don't want conflict, right? We say, oh, well, I don't want to talk about this because then they're going to get upset and all these things, or I don't want to bring up this because they'll be crushed and all of this. Yeah. But of course, everything that you want is on the other side of that conversation, right? Because you had that conversation with your mother. And it's funny that you said it didn't last long and she was disappointed to say the least. And you just told me just a few days ago, and we don't have to get into this conversation or <laughs> what, or, or what the nature of this conversation was, but you just told me a few days ago, I just had a five hour long conversation with my mother and it was beautiful. We talked about this. We talked about that. I feel like our relationship just went to a whole new level. And I was just like, oh my God, that's that true. is that's so true. awesome. That, right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So I'm only offering that out to people and, and, and I can give examples of myself, but I'll just say that for uh, for another time is those conversations that you are dreading to have. Those, of course, we can expand it bigger to say those those decisions that we're dreading to make, those commitments that we're dreading to make. But just specifically with those with the conversations that we're dreading to have of having to tell a spouse, a parent, a child, a coworker, a boss, or whoever. That we are choosing to either step away or go in another direction, and you may be pleasantly surprised to find out that they're supportive of it, but but maybe not, right? Maybe they'll be furious with you. Maybe they'll be heartbroken. Whatever, but but if the conversation was meant to be in the first place, no, excuse me. If the relationship is really meant to be in the first place, that relationship. Will then heal, and be greater than it ever was before, right? I think the I think the conversation or the example with you and your mom is a great example of that of how you guys, you know, you've told me over the last couple of years of how you and your mother have come closer together. And I just I, I can't imagine that happening. Than ever. Before. Yeah, than ever, <laughs> right? before. And yeah, and I, and I want to without having about that. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that you know the, the conversations you have with other people, but you know, hidden in this as well as the the inner conversations that I was having with myself along this journey and deciding, having tough conversations with myself, whether it's you can get through this or another rep or, or um, fight through this, you know, when you're working out and you're exercising or, you know, whenever you're, you know, just day-to-day, we're always in dialogue with ourselves. So it really comes down to inner dialogue and having tough, tough convictions and commitments with yourself which also led me to being able to have this conversation with my mother and you know people that are challenging, and uh, you know in, in, in relation to my mother and in the nature of our relationship now, I I look at it as well, it was certainly difficult. Um, to have that and I was um, sad and upset that we had this friction because I, I, I hoped the same person who believed in me to that degree could also see what else see what the vision was that I was moving towards in another area even though I was a little bit unclear of what that looked like and what it allowed was for us to come apart and more or less kind of reassess the nature of our relationship and then we could begin the work of pointing ourselves in another direction that's longer term and, and more fruitful. And so then I set about doing the work of, you know, not only discovering myself and striking out on my own and going on adventures, you know, what I, what I like to call this period of my life, but also to um, create the relationship with those that I wanted. And and my mother's a, a great example of that. And so we're in a remarkable place. And, and to be honest, I would. You know, there's, there's no value on it, right? So let's just say the couple millions that I would have made and um, probably would have spent if we're looking at statistics and, you know, mindset oh, at right. the time, that would have came that would have left, we would have could have been down a road much longer that that wasn't really sustaining both of us. And instead, Without that that burden and that time loss, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it could have been, right? I'm looking at it from the yeah. most positive perspective. Now we've been able to usher our relationship into something far more successful and positive than um, it's ever, ever been. Yeah. So, and, and in that
0: is, <laughs> I mean, that's priceless. I mean, you just said something really important of, you didn't say having a relationship you said creating a relationship and you know and we've talked about this before of how relationships will only go as deep as we take it right so that's mm. that's basically uh that's a way of taking responsibility or maybe even radical responsibility of creating not not just the life right but we're just talking about relationships here of creating the relationship that we want with whoever it is and it seems like you really did that with your mother okay so to commit right to doing that not not just going down that path but to have that conversation with your mother and i'm sure there were other conversations that you had to have and other you know Teammates or friends that you had to let go of, right? One can't do that unless they have a really deep sense of I know I have to do this. Right. I I, I have no idea if it's going to work out. I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I just have an intuitive knowing that this is what I have to do.
1: Yeah, I I think that served me actually having this abrupt recognition or that perhaps this quick stop and sharing this news in the way I did because it was as much my choice as circumstances kind of dictated or presented themselves yeah. so there was no way for me to really move forward with this with what my life was without having to notify my mother, or to, you know, let the newspapers know, or, um, so it was more or less a back to the wall, which kind of propelled me as well, because the alternative then is, is, you know, I I don't know if there is an alternative. There certainly wasn't for me.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then it, you know, then it became, where am I at? And, and, and and (laughs) even more importantly, where am I going? (laughs) right right what what are we doing now and I really had to spend some time just just existing just just being I I mean when you when you open up maybe 13 more hours in your day from you know early morning workout commitments school to team meetings to practices the meals and then study time And now you're, you you get all of this time back. What are you doing? Right. Okay. So, so
0: yeah, right. Um, you, uh, a moment ago, you had mentioned about the, the, that inner voice, right. You had said of telling myself, I can do this, you know, I, I want to do this. I can do this and all these things and how, and how that that inner voice that inner conversation right is always going on <laughs> and we're usually more unaware of it than we are aware of it but if if we can if we can become a little bit more or if we can just pay a little bit more attention to that conversation or to that talk we can begin to notice what it is that we're actually saying to ourselves and whether or not it's actually serving us or supporting us or moving us forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So you had mentioned some of those things that you were saying to yourself to get through that particular challenge with your mother. And. Um, there's another really great quote. I heard this from Tony Robbins where he said, our lives are controlled by the questions we ask ourselves right our lives are controlled by the subconscious questions that we are constantly asking ourselves right and you can hear people you can hear a lot of people asking a lot of bad i call two dollar questions questions that um leave someone feeling victimized and feeling disempowered right as opposed to something just one example would be you know what why am I tolerating this in my life right now? Right. Not why is this person doing this to me, <laughs> but why am I tolerating this? Right. That's a much more empowering question. So, mm-hmm. so when you said of, you know, getting onto this new path and you said now, now I'm just existing with myself <laughs> and trying to figure out what, what direction it is that I actually really want to go. Cause it really all, it really all is about is all about direction, right? And then we can figure out what what are the best steps to go along the way. But what, what were some of those inner conversations or questions that you were asking yourself or maybe even other people to help you clarify your sense of direction?
1: Yeah, I can honestly say that I don't remember really being aware of asking some significant questions other yeah. than the most baseline survival type.
0: Yeah. Uh, and sometimes those are the best questions, right? It doesn't have to be profound. It's just, what do I want? Right? Like that's actually, that is a powerful and great question. It, it, like sometimes the more simple, the better, right? Like what the hell do I want? Well, your scholarship
1: is going to run out. So your financial support that was there is maybe still contingent with you finishing school. So you're gonna finish school. How are you gonna finish school? Um, Is that gonna cover your living expenses? Do you now have to consider getting a job? What am I even interested in? I didn't work much through high school or college just due to the year round commitments. Um, How am I gonna gain these experiences? Um, where can I find more or less the support I need? And then even in the smaller questions, it's, it's the challenge of figuring out how to self-direct your life because in college, you, 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 there's schedules and you know where to show up. If you don't make it into the weight room on time, you're getting extra workouts put on you, right? It's going to be more (laughs) difficult. You're not performing well on the field your position coach is going to give you, give you some feedback, you know, and then perhaps the oh, head for coach. Sure. And then, so, you know, you have these meetings and things and they're all structured and they even have people in place, or at least they did it in my time where people would check on you to make sure you were in the auditoriums of these lecture halls and in your classes. And then they have people making sure your academics are on point. So you're really supported and that support is necessary and critical due to the, um, the level of commitment and attacking that you need to accomplish in your day to be able to sustain the schedule and growth that's needed to be successful. But when that's away, there's still some resources available, but you got to decide for yourself and you got to get to where you need to be. And I found that with that identity shift and having all of these questions arise, it was even more challenging. And there's a sense of depression and you know, nobody's hooting and hollering for you anymore. Um, yeah, and and so, yeah, I would say that's that's really the deepest questions. You're, you're confronted more with yourself and really your insufficiencies, and and um, you don't realize how important coaching or mentorship or some community that can really sustain you through that transition. And and what I've found is that. Um, athletes at all levels are struggling with being supported through their transitions and we are not we haven't seen a lot of former athletes um, turn around and perhaps speak directly to these aspects of these transitions just to you know give a little seed of what's to come and and to navigate that so
0: yeah. yeah you know there's a there's a saying which I think everyone knows which is If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I actually don't subscribe to that. If there are certain things, so I I I just kind of say this as a joke, but it's um I see it as true. You know, if, if there are there are certain things, like if I wanted to, if I if I needed to do errands. Right, if I needed to go to the bank and then go to the laundromat and then do this and that, I'd I, I'd simply be able to do it faster if I just went by myself, <laughs> right? As opposed to right. waiting for someone to get here and then seems good, getting yeah. and then getting caught up. Right, like there are some things which I can, you know, maybe categorize as maybe not all that important. That yeah, you can simply do that faster if 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 you do it alone. But if you're doing anything that is important to you meaningful to you, significant to you, if you're doing anything that's really worth doing, I have seen over and over and over and over and over and over and, and, and people that I've coached in and all, in all the coaches that I know, you can go exponentially faster and further when gone together. And that's really whatever it looks like. For that person, right? That, that, whether if that's going to a daily or weekly group meeting or getting together with people and, you know, having mastermind groups or whatnot, that can be someone just Online having web- a one, webinars. On webinars, whatever, getting part of a community, hiring, um, hiring a coach that you talk to for one hour a week, um, no matter what it looks like for you the mistake (laughs) probably the biggest mistake one of the biggest mistakes that people make when especially starting a new venture but really pursuing anything that is important and meaningful to them is is choosing to do it by yourself and you know there's a we could probably talk for another two hours of why that is but um the fact that you've recognized the value in uh not only seeking support and receiving support, but now offering support, right? And please go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to touch on that. I think, you know, there's this, there's a little gray area and and I'm glad this came up for me. When you're an athlete, a lot of performing is reliant upon yourself. So there's a deep part of you as an individual that's required to bring a significant amount of yourself to the team aspect and you know you exist in the team for whatever for whatever use a play is drawn up for or a certain number on the field or you need to be in a certain position but what's held true to the individual is the individuals up there just like you know, the team's valuable, but it, it, it really relies on you. You know, you, you have track and field where you're either sprinting by yourself, and, you know, that's yeah. just you and you, you know, and then <clears throat> your performance is tied into the team, right? As a wide receiver for myself, I had to perform certain actions to the best of my ability. It's about me and what I do, but then it adds up to the team element. Yeah. And that, that was a blind spot for me particularly in my transition, because it was my willpower, the skills and the habits that I had developed, that helped me get to that point. And I was more than ready to utilize them to be successful in life. But um, it's like hindsight, you know, hindsight is 2020. And so looking back, I I really wish I would have relinquished um, some of that or alleviated some of my suffering by having the and the awareness to seek more coaching in yeah. the areas that I had interest or need. And, you know, it's a, it's a two-edged sword because in, in some aspects, I'm overwhelmed completely by the nature of what my life either was and what it looks like. And then not being able to necessarily point to something that I specifically am wanting and desiring so much. I mean, football was just Everything. It was that one little tip, that one little point that I was pointed to. And so without that became this abundance of space and life opportunities. And so where do you point to at that point? And how does somebody help you refine where you might want to go next? Mm-hmm. And so one of the big pieces is encouraging um, athletes and people in transition to seek somebody else who can help inform and Shape and reflect back to them aspects of themselves, even even when they're kind of in limbo. Just just to just to give them, um, just to equip them better. Yeah, right? it's find a coach, as you said. Find
0: community. So, so how did you go? So I I know that you are, um, in an avid reader, right? And how reading and similarly for myself was one. Of the most um, powerful and most used tools that we used for our personal and professional growth, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, what were some of the things that you, or I guess, really what what was the f- maybe not the first, but do you remember what one of maybe the the first and most impactful? Um, golden nuggets that you received from a book right that that has had a great impact on your life right something that you had come across that you thought oh you know kind of that that um aha moment or you know is it (laughs) it
1: in relation to maybe the first earliest book that i kind of dove into
0: or any yeah i guess i guess um well, I, I know that there are dozens or hundreds of these moments for you, or really of these lessons and golden nuggets for you. And I, I know you share a lot of this um, on uh, your your book club uh, platform, which we will certainly talk about. But was there was there one that really kickstarted all of this for you? Of something that you came across, even if it was something that you either heard someone say, or something that you read that, that really supported you on this new path that you were on of self-exploration, self-discovery and self-creation. Right. Like I can offer one, like I can offer one for myself just so you can kind of, Reflect back because I know that that's kind of, huh? Let me look back 15 years, you know, <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah. I, is, um, about you? yeah, one, one of the very first ones, uh, for me. So I was in my mid 20s and this was when I was completely lost, right? As I had left football, my first, my first girlfriend, um, had broken up with me unexpectedly at the same time that football. Had ended so it, it, so that was everything right it was like my identity it, it, it was everything that was just <clears throat> that was my sense of manhood my sense of identity my sense of significance my sense of everything that who i am and then they both evaporated into the universe in the blink of an eye and so you know right so that <laughs> so that did um that did shatter me right like that shattered my psyche and then you know after had leaving college that it that was just a couple years of um drinking and eating pizza <laughs> it was just a couple years of yeah. going out going to bars going to out do. Going out all the time, right. Just drinking a lot and getting in fights and drinking pizza, you know, just hanging out with these guys and those guys and, and the people that I was hanging out with, you know, they were, they, um, they were friends of mine. Like they were good guys and everything, but I did always have this sense of, I know there's a lot more for my life, right? Just, I, I know that I want to be doing great things i just don't know what it is right so um i was and so i was i was reading a book i'm blanking on the title but that's okay but this is but this is also a quote that a lot of people are familiar with where it said uh it said you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with Mm -hmm. and again i was probably 26 ish when i came across that and um and that that just shook me, right? That just shook me. And so that was just one of the things for me where I thought, okay, who am I spending time with? What is it that we're doing? How do I feel about what we're doing? What do I actually want to be doing? And what does that require? Does that require... Maybe me not spending time with anybody, right? Like I I actually did go into like an isolation period. And so I went into this kind of isolation period to get clear. And then that's when I was able to start hearing that subtle whisper of my intuition of, of the direction that I wanted to go because I finally, finally stopped distracting myself by going out and getting drunk four nights a week and going to get pizza all the time and watching football all day, three days a week with all these other guys and getting drunk and whatnot. I was just yeah, phone goodness. off TV off, not hanging out with anyone by myself in my shitty apartment. And then after you know a year of doing that uh, ish, I'm just guesstimating about a year or a few months of doing that. That's when I was able to start feeling and hearing that subtle whisper of my intuition that started pointing me in the direction that I wanted to go. And that direction was going from Boston to California. Hmm. I had no idea why, right? I had basically no money, no job. I, I didn't know anybody here. Just the only thing I heard was go West. Oh, okay. <laughs> go West. Go to California. And I just packed up my truck, drove to California. And it was very soon after I got here was when I then started discovering what it is that I wanted to dive into. Mm. Um, And one of the ways in which I found that was I started asking people around here, right? I, I just ended up in LA. I had no intention of getting into acting or anything. I just stopped here. And then I just started asking people, what do you do here? What do you guys do here? Like who, what, what is this place about? Like, what, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Right? So I I started asking people what it is that they were interested in. And a lot of the people that are, and a lot of the things that they were interested in, a lot of the people here were actors, right? And they just kind of sensed my personality and they said, Hey, you know what? I think you might enjoy taking an improv class. And I did, and I loved it. And then from there, someone said, I think you'd like taking an acting class. I did, and I loved it. And then that's when I discovered my first real passion. And that's a whole other path, which I can get into later. And I share about in another episode, I'm only sharing all of that just to share an example of how just one quote and how, you know, one golden nugget within a book, which I know, again, you talk a lot about on your platform, uh, your book club, and you just share so many good things in there of of how one thing within a book can cause the, can cause a little reflection, a little questioning, which leads to new decisions or actually, which leads to discovering a a sense of direction, which then leads to decisions, which then leads to a whole new life, an entirely new life. life. Yeah. Just offering that as an example of uh, the power of books, the power of, um, the power of finding something in there that's useful, right? So, again, that's uh, back, back to you of one of those original, one of those original nuggets that uh, you discovered when you started again, finding your sense of direction.
1: Uh, th- there was this little tagline that I'd put in the bottom of my emails, and I think people tend to have a little bit of a quote, but it was from Dan Millman. And it's odd now. I'm glad that it came up so I can search him as an author or a poet or whomever he may be. But the gist of it was something like, uh, the unexamined life is a life not worth living. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, at that (laughs) stage in my life, I I had put that at at the bottom of my emails. So (laughs) without having thought too much about it, that was something that really connected with me. I... And then so I think I found a lot of my wisdom through a you know a certain period of time after college to when I really started voraciously reading um, was just through experience, through getting out there and realizing there's some things I need, some things I like and don't like and, you know, even taking on jobs and roles that didn't, you know, that seemed great, maybe from the visuals from the outside. But once I kind of got in there, it wasn't really fulfilling me or meeting some of those needs. And. I, I ultimately got to a point where uh, I, I discovered a book from, uh, it might've been Deepak Chopra, um, The Deeper Wound. And I was just really gr- wrestling with something. I might've broken up with a girlfriend or something was going on. And and I needed to figure out how to deal with this aspect of me in my world that I I, I couldn't get a grasp on. And I knew that nobody could really help me except for me. And it mm-hmm. was through books that I realized, um, I was able to equip myself in my inner world. And let me tell you, once I knew there was resources out there to solve the plight and the challenges and the issues that I was facing in my everyday life, most, mostly the things that were inside me, just emotionally. Um, that's when I started to grasp onto books even more. And so, I mean, I was one of those student athletes that was just completely average. Like sports is where I kind of, you know, hung my hat, you you could say, but, um, I never, there was still this spot within me where I didn't feel that I was smart. Uh, you know, I hadn't proven to myself mm-hmm. that I was capable in some areas, but once I started reading books, I, I started reading more than I ever did in school. Um, desired it even more and because I had this strong why it was fulfilling me in in, in these areas yeah. and I would find myself at bookstores <laughs> I would walk in and I would sit there and complete a book while I was there um, and then I would come back maybe the next day and just devour another book and and yeah. do that back to back and then I started discovering other resources at public libraries and they offered digital resources and then that then I, I just couldn't be stopped because it was just it was all helping me. It was all useful, applicable right now. There was something um, that I found that I, I wanted uh, to, to pursue. And so books, books really did it for me. And, 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 and I guess to more clearly answer your question, it's I have found that the books that I'm reading now, for the most part, I'm, I'm able to more clearly define and understand what it is that I need. And then I can pick up that book. And I can go get it and solve whatever I'm dealing with. So it's just this incredible tool.
0: Yeah, and it, 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 I love to use that word because it really just is a tool. It's like this book can be a hammer. So whenever I need a hammer, and you're gonna need it, right this this is here for you. And it's just an incredible thing of you know of someone can put their entire Life's journey, knowledge and wisdom, and all the tools and strategies and tips and mindset hacks and all of these things of their entire life of people that have been there and done that, and put it into a fifteen dollar book, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or, or exactly. you know, audio book or whatever the heck, and it's like it's here for you. Anything, oh, you know, and we had this conversation recently. That's anything, right. Anything, anything and everything, and truly anything and everything that you want to know, have, figure out, achieve. Someone else has already done it and wrote a book about it. That's right. Anything and everything that you want to know about, figure out, achieve, accomplish, understand, understand, understand. Someone else, and by someone else, I mean hundreds or perhaps thousands of other people has Mm -hmm. already spent their life 10, 20, 30, 50 years wanting to know, understand that se- that very same thing and has written a book about it. And I know that, and I know that that's one of the reasons why you have started uh, your book club, right? So tell us a little bit about that and um, mm-hmm. some of the books that you've covered uh, and really like what, I, I guess the, the, the theme of it all is right. Of uh, the type yeah. of books that you're in. I,
1: you know, again, I'll, I'll say I love books for the very same reason that you just expressed. If you think of the collective wisdom of humanity and, and those who have been courageous enough to articulate that and write that down, they're able to look at issues from a, pers- from, a, from a perspective or from an angle or from their lived life. And to be able to know simply what you need and being able to go find it and often free is... um. It's invaluable and and I also look at those as my coach too, and oftentimes those very people are coaching or are coaches yeah. um, and anyway um, you know that's that's the wisdom provides from a life lived and i guess examined so that's cool it ties into that um, my book club was born out of uh, necessity, as I said, I had gotten to a point where the innate skills I had developed as an athlete weren't going to serve me anymore into the next chapters. You know, the will that I had, the perseverance, the overcoming of odds and people and challenges and my own limitations and things that I wasn't able to see, or I wasn't aware of, or I wasn't participating as in the world efficiently or correctly. Um, You know, you, you don't quite know that at the time until you start filling your bucket with these tools to be able to, to navigate the, the complexity of life. And so I, I, I found books. And once I found that I was gaining from that and it was improving my life, I was just doing it on my own time. And then I thought, well, if I'm doing this and I'm passionate about it, perhaps other people will, will, will find some value as well. And you know, there's a lot of book clubs out there. This is an extension of my interests in my life and, and um, where I'm at now. So the books that I deal with are, and then non, uh, nonfiction, self-help, self-improvement, self-development zone. And they're really um, meant to equip you to, to navigate and gather and create a foundation within your own life. And often our lives, well, our lives do start with us, the decisions we make, the thoughts we have. And from there, we can um, stabilize our life and then begin to create and make impact outwardly. So, um, I deal with books that again are in that, in that those genres, those categories, and it's everything from relationships to financial principles to um, dealing directly with the feminine as a you know a, a heterosexual man who who's um, you know, likes women. So, from from that angle, although the principles are, you know, baseline principles across the board in all of these books, just to navigate the baseline aspects of of dealing um, with those things, and and um, and so that's the goal to to take where my interests are in my path and lay it down in a way that you can see that progression taking place. And, um, you know, hopefully people will be able to witness from example from the nuggets they pull up in their and for their own life and their own journey by getting involved with the books as well, because, you know, it's it's about having dialogue. It's it's about sharing growth and um, getting into community. And what I love about the book club, not just that it informs me and, and, you know, improves my life, but um, that I can share this with other people. I can use yeah. this as a resource to, to give to young people who are, you know, maybe going on dates for the first time, or, you know, even having challenges in you know, marriage, wh- whatever might exist, there is a tool out there for you. This book club is meant to um, bring the like-minded people together. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, taking that passion and um, making it available to, to others Yeah. and hopefully
0: inspire people. Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's whether it's, um, and this is another thing that we've talked about, is that everything that we do <laughs> really is just a, it's just a method or a vehicle for personal development, right? Just like how I was an actor for 10 years and um, wanted an acting career and all of these things. And, and in hindsight, looking back, all acting was for me was my vehicle for personal development that I very much needed, right. Mm. Of all the things that it helped me discover and cultivate within myself and books are the same exact thing, right. Um, Going on a, you know, wild excursion somewhere in the wilderness can be the same exact thing, right. So it's not even so much books for the sake of books, or acting for the sake of acting, or this for the sake of this, it's all for further self-discovery and self-creation. Because that's really what because that's really what we're all doing here, right? Is is <laughs> is creating ourselves and and creating our life, right? Creating the type of person that we want to become and the type of life that we want to have. And books is obviously just one of the great tools that we um, have for that. And something that you've uh, really committed to and um, And created this book club. Yeah. yeah, Thank
1: you. Sorry sorry to interject, but I, you know, and and that's why I really look at life being an adventure. You know, it, it felt to me once I transitioned from sports that I was really going into social spaces that, you know, experiences that I should have had perhaps already in my life that I, yeah. I didn't get because i was committed to this thing um, c- committed to my vision of, of of being a professional athlete and so i do look at life as a, a great adventure and uh, uh, books are a great way to go on adventures and so are movies and you know experiences yeah. and relationships anytime we're trying something that's uh,
0: uh, new to us uh, I, I see it as that so um, yeah yeah so speaking of an adventure we'll play a little adventure game here right and this is, <laughs> oh, just, and this is okay. great really just for for um anyone and everyone to do and this is one of the uh and i i wasn't originally even thinking of posing this question but this is one of the questions that i typically always ask people when i'm having conversations with people especially if i'm having designated coaching conversations and it's and it's usually something that i lead with but um this'll just be something that to just explore and, uh, and really just to play with, right? So, so I want you to imagine yourself three years from now. It just turned 2025. And you call me You call me on the phone and we FaceTime a lot, right? You FaceTime me right? and you you say, oh my God, holy shit. Isaac, haven't talked to you in a while. Let me tell you what my life has become. I'm finally living my ultimate dream and vision for my life let me tell you about it, let me tell you about it, what would you be telling me? Hmm. Three years. I, I, I love that you gave a
1: three-year window with my ultimate vision of my life, because actually what it does is it it pulls it from being further down the road or thinking that it's going to take longer and kind of
0: shortens mm-hmm. it for me. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's also, and let me edgy add one too. thing here. I actually forgot okay. one thing. Oh yes, I, I know. And, and that's edgy. All no, right. Is see, is see if you can answer this question as though you're talking in the present moment, right? Like you're not telling me what it's going to look like. You're telling me what it is. It's 2000. It's January 7th, 2025 right now. And you're telling me in the present tense, what does yeah. that vision look like?
1: You know, I'm waking up in a home that I've bought, and it's outside the city area. There's a beautiful vista that I'm awakening to. I'm getting into my morning routine. I'm with my significant other, whom I've chosen in life, and we've decided to um, be the best partners we can be for ourselves and and for each other. Um, Maybe there's a child there. I i Am going to be giving my very first TED talk on a, a very large stage.
0: It's present tense. There's no. There's no going to be. It's present tense, right? Oh, so that day.
1: That day. Okay. So oh, I, that day. I, well, I'm giving you the day, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm preparing.
0: <laughs> oh, for got it. TED got it. Talk awesome. That is happening. Awesome. That day. Awesome. What's that talk about?
1: That talk is going to be about bringing our our warriors and our athletes welcoming them back home to themselves to the community oh, back to that. the greater truth giving them a the gentle landing back into being vulnerable and contributing and why they are so valuable for us as a love society that. love that and what else at going? the same time i'm celebrating Because in the box office, the film that I was in is is the top, top movie. And I get to be, and I'm a participant in that film, working with the most amazing actors, right? And talent in that field. And my life feels rich because I've created it. I know that my finances are where they, they need to be. I feel abundant and rich. And it doesn't matter what that number is, but yeah. My dwelling is fine. My family feels comfortable. I feel great. I'm success is presently upon me while I'm delivering and gifting service back to people through story and through my mm. commitment to enriching others' lives using my experiences and bringing that forth. And at that point, I don't desire much more other than to continue to, to gift and be a blessing for other people, everything else outside of these things is um, really just icing on the cake. And those things are just examples of the ways that I've, I've chosen to, to, to live my life in this moment, but also in that day, three, three years down the road. So Mm.
0: um,
1: I, I feel that vision for myself and I, and I, and I see that. And um, so I have an emotion attached to those things. So, yeah, this is,
0: this is great. <laughs> you just use the word enrichment. And that is one of my absolute favorite words, enrichment. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. In, in, in fact, it's because it, it actually wasn't until very recently. And by very recently, I mean, maybe in the last month, maybe two. I was going for a walk and um, I sometimes bring my phone with me and we'll just speak notes that come into it and the word enrich that the, the word enrichment came of of what it is that I ultimately want to do in this world right is to enrich other people's lives and you know there's a million and one ways to do that and we just mm-hmm. and we and we simply go about doing that whatever is best suitable for us right but ultimately what it is that I want to do is enrich people's lives and only have people in my life who enrich my life. And that's, and that's clearly the same for you is that you, is what you had set of wanting to enrich people's lives. And you have all of your ways of doing that through your yes. art, through your expression, through your book club, you have enriched my life more than I could ever even begin to describe on this podcast episode. Cause it'll, it'll end up being t- 27 hours long, but <laughs> I sure, but, and then, I and then, and then you got to say my piece and so then it stretches out to an hour. You know? Yeah, Right. Right. So we'll be here. We'll, we'll be on this podcast until 2025 talking about how we've enriched yeah. each other. So, so that is, um, that is one of the reasons of why I love you, respect you, admire you because you are a man who by any means necessary, will find a way to support and enrich other people's lives. And, And, and doing that to the people that, um, that particularly resonate with you, right? Particularly Mm -hmm. athletes, young men, um, because that is essentially who you are. So, um, you've done so much great work and you're just going to continue to do so much great work and continue to enrich other people's lives. And I, I, I just, I, I hope, and I trust that, um, all of the people that are looking for that type of support enrichment will discover you. Yeah, thank you so very much, and um, and and you
1: know I got so much love for you, and 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 just so people know out there, I, I've I, I'm so fortunate to have you, Isaac, in, in my world because I was. We've done a lot of conversating. We've had some deep, meaningful conversations. You've helped me gain a lot, lot of clarity on many aspects of my life. We've worked together to hone in on my own story, shore up my um, past memories and, and why sports and connections to my, my father and mother were important and how it informed who I eventually would become. And then what these meaningful transitions were for my life. Um, Because not only are they difficult and they end up revealing themselves as blessings. You've helped me put words and emotions to those transitionary periods um, to, to really inform who I am so that I can more confidently step forward and share my vision and and my voice and, and really ultimately make a difference. And so you know, you've really helped me articulate my why in a cohesive way. And um, so I want to thank you for the friendship, but really also for um, helping me bring my purpose forward. And I believe that this is the deep, well, this is first of all, the deepest conversation that I've had in, in terms of engaging, um, you know, with my platform in the beginning of my purpose. And um, it's really just the beginning of everything else. And, and because I have that tool, um, I know that I will be fulfilling what I'm here for, but I'll be doing it in a heart centered, authentic, genuine way, looking to connect with people in whatever space that that expression can find itself. So, um, thank you. And I, and and for anyone else, I highly recommend, um, just really getting involved in, in knowing these things for yourself and, um, it not it again, it only enriches your life, not to pull that word back, but that that's just what yeah. it is.
0: So um, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. You're welcome, man. And you know, even just even just that exchange, like it would have been nice to just wrap up on that nice little exchange that we just had and just you know put a nice little bow in it and that's it. But I I, I felt like it was important to really point this out, is is that exchange that we just had, you know, is I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how many people, especially men, are comfortable, right, with, um, with offering that type of exchange or to offer, you know, their gratitude, their love and appreciation for another person. Um, and even if they are comfortable doing it, maybe they're not able to say it quite in the way that they want to say it, right? So it always feels a little like, nah, right? Because yeah. <laughs> oh, if yeah. this was <laughs> right. So it's um, one of the things again, not only about, not only about books, but whatever path that you're on, and making it, and, and consciously choosing and making it about your personal development is because it equips you to be able to comfortably and confidently and with gratitude have exchanges like this and a whole lot more, right. But, but be able to really identify. Yeah. But be able to really identify or help you identify what it is that you really appreciate about another person and, and, and being able to look them in the eye and say, Hey man, you don't have to say man but you know <laughs> hey here is what i'm grateful for um, here here's what you've done for me here's what i see in you and may the force be with you right so i just want to point yeah. that out to to just notice cuz you know if this was 10 years ago i probably would have said okay thanks bro that's it and you're like okay yeah thanks man and
1: <laughs> like literally yeah, and no, that's no, totally And the need for people just to feel like they're supportive, that their expressions are okay, right? That somebody's behind you and believes in you. You know, if you're not able to articulate it to people, oftentimes
0: they just don't know how you feel. Right. So, yeah. So how do you cultivate that? Jump into a book. Okay. So speaking of that, what's the book that you're into right now? I know, you know, we've kind of came to a couple different points where like we can just end it, but just really quick, um, what is something that you're reading in right now that, you know, people can um, find you, which of course, we'll touch on that in just a second of where people can actually get in touch sure. with you. But what's, uh, wh- what's the book yeah. that you're excited about right now?
1: The book that I'm in right now is uh, Simon Sinek, Start With Why. The book Bingo. basically asks <laughs> you the question, look, look at your life. Why are you doing what you're doing? And and, and you can pose it for yourself. But, you know, why are you in the position that you are in, in your life, right? Um, and that takes knowing your history from, from where you were in your past life and why you were choosing the things that you had been doing to where you're at now. And then um, shoring that up to get clear on why you're doing it. And then the why becomes fuel for everything. Um, it becomes a launching pad for your, your rocket into astronomical success, right? If you yes. have that heartfelt why, you'll be able to create a foundation that will last as as long as you're here on this earth and often even further. So, I I mean, I can't say enough. I tend to find the books that I need. So the book that I'm in is typically the most incredible book that I've ever
0: read because it's, again, it just brings me to the next level. I love that. You know, I think it was, uh, it might've been Nietzsche who said, he who has a why can get through any how. He who has a why can get through anyhow. And I mean, if, if there's one thing that my entire work revolves around, it's helping people clarify their why and strategizing that path, that path that brings them more into what it is that they want to be doing into the world and why, because that why will get you through all the storms doesn't mean you won't take a beating <laughs> but
1: <laughs> but right.
0: but right. It, it it it's ultimately the path of fulfillment right it's it's ultimately the path of lasting fulfillment and meaningful success and you can never get too clear on that why so i love that you're into that book now i know you're going to be sharing a lot of the things that you discover in that book all the more reason for people to find you on your platform and um to Hear the nuggets that you share. So, if people do want to find you, get in touch with you. How do they do that? The best
1: way to get in touch with me would be on Instagram. So it's uh, Darren Charles. That's D A R R I N dot Charles. And so you go to Instagram. Just uh, give me an ad there. You'll see a link in the profile, and you can see some of the other things that I'm doing. Um, the book clubs in there, you can see some of my YouTube channel, you can connect with me and all the other ways, including seeing my website. But yeah, start there on Instagram. And you know, say hi, let me know where you found me. And, um, you know, let's get into a conversation.
0: Awesome. And Darren's handle will be in the description below uh, for anyone listening. So you don't have to I think you'll forget it. It'll be there. Uh, Darren, you're the man, dude. Thank you, brother. Thank you for joining me. Great conversation. So appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Amen. Take care. Peace.